Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, financial literacy month Is officially underway It is April And I wanted to kind of Take a different approach to it uh, we did last week, um, we, we interviewed somebody about entrepreneurship. And this week, I wanted to kind of expand upon something that I've been discussing on my Instagram page at DJ Dramos, if you don't follow. But I had made a post about quitting my job to pursue my dreams. And I would gotten a really good reaction out of it. And I wanted to kind of be able to break it down in a more expansive way than just like a 45 second, you know, Instagram reel, right? And I think that this is one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make, but one of the best decisions I ever made for myself. And my life is exponentially better than it was, you know, uh, two years ago when I was working my nine to five job, right? And I know a lot of people, a lot of you listening to this dream about a life outside of your nine to five, be it, you know, your own creative career, your own entrepreneurial venture, whatever it might be. And I know it's scary. It's daunting, especially as an adult. You have responsibilities. There's so many things to consider. Even beyond that, it's just scary in general to run away from everything and kind of just bet on yourself, right? Particularly in a society that tells us we're crazy if we think we can kind of win outside of the the rat race that's been set up for us, right? So I got a lot of DMs, a lot of questions about how to go about making this gigantic life shift, how I did it, and best practices, right? So I thought this would be a really great episode to kind of just dive into my methodology of, of how I 
left my my nine to five and and made it work for me as far as you know betting on myself right now disclaimer don't go quit your job tomorrow you know uh don't don't just uh listen to what i'm saying and then do no more research and and that's that you know um this is just advice this is just sharing my story with you and what my process was and and what i figured out that worked for me and you can take bits and pieces of it that make sense for you and then apply it to your life. And then we'll also reference an article uh, from a website called Productive Club, where they really discuss in depth the idea of quitting your job. And, and we'll talk about the things that they list as stuff you should consider before quitting your job right now, so to speak. But I want to start a bit with my story and, and kind of break down my methodology when I quit my job two years ago. Um, and we'll do that in our Mijente segment. All right, so I, I want to first and foremost lay this out there. Like, I know I make it sound easy and I am unattached when speaking about it, but this was one of the hardest decisions of my entire life. Like, I quit The Breakfast Club, which is arguably the biggest radio show the world has ever seen, and so many perks came along with it. So much of my identity was attached to it. My ego loved all that came along with being attached to that show and that brand and the opportunities that presented themselves both professionally and socially, right? But in my heart of hearts, I knew that I was destined for more than just that role that I was playing, right? And I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to have my own voice, to do my own thing. and regardless of how fun the environment was and everything that came along with it. At night, when I would be by myself laying in bed or those quiet moments where I'm not, you know, sort of inundated with the social noise, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel fulfilled. I wanted more. I knew something was missing, right? And I grappled with this for a long time. I mean, the truth is, when I took the job at the Breakfast Club, my original intention was to be there for one year and then move on to um, my own hosting gig, right? That was my intention from day one, from the jump when I took that job. And, you know, year one came and went. And I began to see all of the attention I was getting from this job. And I think I was intoxicated by that. But at the same time, what I began to realize was there's a lot to learn from these people. These are some of the greatest to ever do it. And I began just studying them while in the room. And and I'm glad I stayed longer than that first year because I think a lot of the success I've had as a personality is very much so what I learned from my time, you know, sitting next to DJ Envy at the Breakfast Club and being able to watch how, you know, the three of them maneuver in a conversation or for sure when it comes to interviews, you know, they they made me a better interviewer by just being there and kind of watching it happen, you know, taking mental notes. But I would say by by year two, I was really considering, all right, now is the the time to to move on. And I think 2019 was when I really started to think about my life outside of that show and then how I could kind of get out of it and go do my own thing. I've always had this dream of working for myself and being my own boss and just like quitting my job and like 
rolling the dice for a year and seeing what happened. That was a dream of mine, right? So I began to formulate a plan. And that plan involved a year of saving and a year of preparing, essentially, right? And it's funny, I have uh, like notebooks and journals that I, I constantly am writing in. I write down my goals. I write down my you know ideas and things like that. And I was going through some old ones recently. And I could see like, you know, journals from years ago, right? Like a goal of mine was to quit the breakfast club. So this wasn't something that like came at a spur of a moment that like something happened and all of a sudden I, I was like, fuck this place, I'm leaving. This was like going around in my head for a long time. There's a lot of planning, a lot of preparing, like I said. And I think 2019, my original goal was, okay, I'm going to stay one more year and I'm going to make sure I save X amount of dollars so that I have a certain amount of money in the bank when I quit. And I'm going to save this amount of money each month, put it towards that fund. And, and that was kind of the, the major plan that I had. And I think my idea at that time was I'm going to give myself enough runway to then be able to just be free and create for an entire year and see what happens. And that was the original goal. Give yourself a year to just create freely where you don't have to think about money and you don't have to be somewhere every day. And on top of that, you know, I, I had DJing at the time where I was DJing, you know, three, four nights a week. So I, I knew I had that to fall back on. And I started this plan and I, I would sometimes kind of second guess it, you know, as many of us do when it comes to decisions like this. I would talk myself out of it. I would get off the wagon when it came to saving money. You know, um, I, I, I was a bit all over the place, even though I knew this is what I wanted. And I can remember January 2020 going to to Puerto Rico with my my then girlfriend and just being in a headspace of like I'm over it I'm burnt out from the hours I'm tired of not doing something that genuinely brings joy to my life as far as like my fulfillment and my ultimate purpose and while we were in Puerto Rico like I was genuinely toying with the idea of like leaving the entertainment industry as a whole, you know, I, I was really just kind of fed up with with everything inside of it. You know, there's a lot of politics that happen, a lot of fakeness, phoniness. And this is outside the breakfast club. This is just in general. Um, and I was like considering, oh, maybe I could like move to Puerto Rico and start my own vintage store. I was I was really just like, you know, pondering a lot of different ideas. And then obviously. A couple months later, the pandemic happens. And at that point, it's like, all right, I'm not going anywhere. The world is shut down. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Right now, it's just kind of like, hold on to your seat and collect this check because you need to just survive right now. And, and that's what I did. You know, the pandemic ended up sort of extending my time there by another year. And and what ended up happening with the pandemic and what, what really kept me there for that entire year was that I began to get more on air time. Right. I had my own microphone. I began to get uh, you know brought into the conversations more often. And that was, again, just feeding my ego. Right. It was a band aid, but. I still. Felt unhappy. Right. And. It's not because of any particular person I was working with or the job itself. I, I just wanted more for myself. I outgrew that position. 
And I knew I was capable of more. And again, I think for someone like me, I'm never going to be happy working for someone else. That's just the, the way that I am, that this is, you know, how my mind works. And there's nothing wrong with the fact if you are somebody who enjoys having a boss, enjoys being a number two at a company or playing the role of an employee, there's nothing wrong with that as well. Like when we talk about this idea of quitting your job. I'm not saying everybody has to quit their job, then go start a business. Maybe you quit your job because you don't like it and you go get a job somewhere else that you actually enjoy working at. Right. It goes both ways with that. It's not it's not, again, doing what I did. It's just you being happy and being someone who wakes up every day excited for the most part to, to go to work. Right. To, to, to have passion behind the work that you're doing. That's the ultimate goal. And again, for me, I had these little things that were happening that were stroking my ego or were, you know, keeping me above water during a crazy time in in life when it came to the pandemic. But all of it didn't fulfill, you know, the the part of me that wanted to to live in my passion. So I began making a plan. How do I put myself in the best position? to leave a consistent nine to five job that I can count on a check every two weeks? How do I put myself in the best position where financially I'm not going to take a gigantic hit or put myself in a place where my, you know, livelihood, my safety and, and all that I've built is now at stake, right? So for me, it was creating multiple streams of, of income and how do I find different things that I can do that sort of give me something to fall back on or, or give me some sort of padding, right? And at the time, I was looking to buy my first home. This is the end of 2020. And I'm taking advantage of a time period when real estate was super cheap right before everything got crazy because people were scared of what was going on with the pandemic. And I'm looking at houses and, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch that I, I liked. and. I then have to check myself and say, I'm young, I'm not married, I don't have family, I don't have kids, I'm going to be living alone. Why not utilize this opportunity and put myself in a position that I get a property that actually brings me income and it gives me that cushion I'm looking for because my ultimate plan is to move on to you know, something else, some other job, some other gig. So I pivot away from, you know, what my mom is suggesting and she's wanting me to get one of these houses. I'm talking about decorating, all these different things. And I pivot and I end up buying this just really ugly, ugly building that has a storefront downstairs and in the back has a two floor uh, residential kind of apartment condo. And I buy it with the intention of I'm going to live in the residence part and then rent out the storefront. So I find this property and then now we're, I put the offer in and gets accepted. We're in the midst of closing process, right? This is the end of 2020. And then I'm trying to figure out the next step still. What is going to be the thing that gets me out of the breakfast club? Because that was my idea during that time period. You know, I'm making the little steps towards giving myself a padding, but I need a big moment to happen that gives me the consistent income that then allows me to say, okay, I no longer need the breakfast club. Now it's December 2020. I get a text from Charlemagne sending me a link to an announcement that iHeart is starting a Latinx podcast network. And he tells me I need to get on that. 
He ends up connecting me with the head of podcasting for iHeart. I connected with the head of uh, the Michael Dura Podcast Network. And at some point in January, we have a meeting. And I pitch my ideas, one of which is, of course, life is a gringo. They love it. And they're going to make me an offer. And I'm excited. I'm like, yo, this is fucking it. This is going to be the thing, God willing, that allows me to quit the breakfast club because I have this income I can count on for a year. They make me an offer. We you know, do our negotiations. I sign it. And now I have this, this income sitting in my, my bank account. And it's more than I was making in a year at the breakfast club, right? But I still was nervous. I still didn't want to count on it. I still was holding myself back. So I said to myself, the podcasting thing is amazing, but you can't count on it. You need to have something else that is consistently going to be there that you can count on as you build this podcast up and build up your, your media career, right? So again, I'm pointing this out because I went through the tug and pull of having fear, of playing it safe, of telling myself now wasn't the right time, like so many of you are, are I'm sure, going through when you're, you're making this decision. So I set another goal for myself. How can I find a job that is full-time, that pays the bills, but allows me to work remotely? Right, because I began breaking down for, for myself what would make me happy. And I wanted that freedom and flexibility that, that came along with working for yourself. And if I'm not in a position to work for myself completely yet, at least let me try and get a job that allows me the freedom and flexibility that I'm looking for, right? I had this fantasy of eating breakfast in my kitchen, you know, when the sun was up. Because before that, with the breakfast club, I was leaving my, my house when it was pitch black. You know, I was leaving my house at four o'clock in the morning. So that's to get to the studio. So I set a 90-day sprint, find a job that allowed me to work remotely. And this was, you know, I was looking for something for like a podcast producer, audio editor, anything like that. And a 90-day sprint in the spring, at the beginning of spring. And that basically is like for every day for 90 days, I would do something towards that goal. So for me, every day for 90 days, I would send out an email with my resume. I would apply for a job. I would you know, um, do something related towards finding this remote job. And probably halfway through that, I find a job for iHeart, remote working, being a, a podcast producer, working with the West Coast team. But, you know, obviously, like I said, it's remote work. I apply for that. I get an interview. This goes on for a while, you know, um, and eventually I get what I wanted. I get offered the job that now allows me to really quit the breakfast club because I have no excuses. I have a full-time gig working remotely. I get to maintain my health insurance and the hours are flexible once again because it's remote work and it's podcast producing. So I don't have to be anywhere at a specific time for the most part, right? And everybody's on the West Coast, so I get to work in the morning on my own shit. And that was what I needed to leave my job. And we all have to figure out what it is that we need. For me, I needed that cushion to leave my job because I didn't have a lot of savings. I had blown pretty much all my money on buying this property. So since I didn't have a lot of savings and I didn't want to burn through my podcast money, I knew that I needed to get another job 
but one with flexibility. And that's that's what I also talk about when it comes to quit your day job or quit your job. Again, it doesn't mean you are throwing the idea of, of working out the window. It is quitting the job that is making you miserable and finding another solution to either give you a bridge financially while you build what you want, you know, or just in general, a job that makes you happier. And again, this podcast producing job, when I took it, my intention was to work there for a year, save up money, because now I had the podcast money coming in, I had my rental income from my property, and save up money for a year so that I can quit that job and go fully self-employed. And even with all this in mind, and it all worked out, I still was nervous to quit the breakfast club. You know, and then I had no choice because, uh, you know, seeing, being as I was going, I was still remaining in the company, bosses were talking and I had to tell everybody that I was leaving, and that I was quitting. And that was still one of the hardest moments that I've had of having to tell people that I was leaving this job. And as hard as it was, I knew it was time because I had set all of these parameters, all of these guidelines and put them in place as to what I needed to do before leaving this job. And that's something I want to drill into your head because everybody gets caught up in the sexiness of I'm quitting and I'm starting, you know, my my own business. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm going to get to, you know, pursue my passion every day. It's going to be awesome. And it is fucking awesome. But it's only awesome when you have everything else taken care of. Right? Because for me personally, it's not fun to be a struggling artist. I've done that. I've lived that life. I can't go back to it. I'm 35 years old. I, I don't want to be broke and worried if my card is going to decline if I choose to treat myself to Dunkin' Donuts, right? Shout out Dunkin' Donuts. Like, that's not worth it for me. So I had to create a plan that matched where I am in my life and, and that would work for me and allow me to do what I wanted to do, but still make sure that I had shit handled and that I wasn't going to sacrifice my quality of, of life in the process. And sometimes you do have to take a step back, right? It's different circumstances that are going on. But, but generally speaking, I think the, the biggest piece of advice I can give is how can you figure out a way to leave a situation that's not making you happy but still maintain the same quality of life. And to me, the beauty of the world that we live in is you have so many opportunities for remote work, which frees up time. Time you don't have to go to the office, right? Uh, generally speaking, you can probably knock out your work in less than eight hours, and it gives you more time towards your passion. Less stress of driving, right? More time with your family. All those things put you in a better mood. They, they are good for your energy and then therefore that gets transferred into the things that you love. Like these are things that you have to explore. Again, when I say quit your job, I'm not saying quit your nine to five with $100 in the bank and think that somehow, some way you're going to figure it out because you heard um, some motivational speaker talk about that's how they did it. And again, it's different for everybody. But if you have a family, if you have bills, if you have real life responsibilities, you're going to have to figure out some sort of way to supplement that while you build out your dream, while you pursue your passion. And for me, it was finding a job that allowed me to have flexibility with my schedule and a job that I didn't hate doing 
and then also having other other you know other things in the fire i had the podcast going on that allowed me to bank that money and take care of any large expenses i had when it came to my house right because I'm, i need to i need to fix up this building before i rented it out you know i had DJing on the back burner, where I always knew I can go back to DJing if I needed to pick up a couple quick bucks, right? I then had the rental income from the the storefront that I owned, right? Extra money coming in that I can count on that alleviated the burden of having a mortgage. Again, I was making little moves here and there to create some padding and some cushion while I figured out how to then transition into being completely self-employed. And the road to getting there to where I am right now, being 100% self-employed and just having partnerships, that was a little bit bumpy and I can get into that maybe on another, uh, another episode. But, but realistically, what happened with the podcast producing job, to kind of keep this a bit short, the one I was working remotely, eventually, I became too busy with my passions. I had so many other things going on, so many opportunities that the podcast job that I was working remotely full time, it was taking up too much of my time and interfering with the other things that I had built. And that meant I had to quit that job before the one year mark that I intended. I had to quit that job. I think um, I might have been there less than six months and I, I feel bad about that as far as like my bosses go. But what happened was I had built up so many other things and they were actually working, then now I needed to have more time. And again, it's like you're unlocking level by level. That wasn't the case when I first quit the breakfast club. When I first quit the breakfast club, I didn't have as many things going on. So I needed this full-time cushion, right? So I found a remote job that gave me that, but still gave me flexibility. Then the next level up is, okay, now the things that I'm passionate about, the businesses that I'm building, the content that I'm creating, the art that I'm exploring is actually becoming something. And in order for it to grow, I now need to free up my, my schedule even more. So then I would subtract the remote uh, full-time job, right? But again, it's allowing yourself to level up as things come, not to try and skip 14 different steps, but instead to be patient and take it as it comes and then subtract as needed, right? You don't need to subtract before it's time. I think that's the, the bigger, grandiose goal. It's not, it doesn't mean about cutting off everything else and just thinking you're going to go 100 miles an hour at your passion, even though you've never you know, made a buck off it. It's little by little, subtracting what you don't need anymore. And that might mean even going from full-time to part-time if you have a particular job that would allow that, right? Um, what, whatever it might be. Like you're just subtracting little by little, little by little until you eventually get to where you want to be, right? And now I'm in my, I just completed my first year of self-employment. But again, subtraction, little by little. When I became too busy, I then subtracted something. And I kept doing that over and over again until I got to the point that I am now where I'm, again, 100% self-employed and living my vision of a fulfilled and successful life. And the beauty of, you know, again, making decisions with a long-term vision in, in mind, instead of buying that house that might have impressed my friends, I bought an ugly building that produced income. And now after the tattoo shop, you know, moved out, I now utilize this, this space as my studio, which is going to be open to the public for rental. 
I have a partnership with U-Haul using my parking lot. I'm bringing in income through that. I now moved out of the residential part and I'm renting that to somebody else. So again, I made these little moves or, or big moves, I guess, but all with the bigger vision in mind and also understanding that I'm not going to rush myself and thinking I have to get to the bigger vision right now. Again, these were all little steps that eventually amounted to me living my dream life, but it didn't happen overnight. This was a almost two year process to get here, right? But little by little, I got to where I wanted to be. So when I say quit your job, doesn't mean go out there, quit your job and burn your life down tomorrow. It means begin making a plan so that you can take a calculated risk towards what it is that you want in this life. And be patient and understand that it's going to be a process. There are steps to it little by little, and you will eventually get to where you want to be. But you have to start taking action. Take those little steps with the bigger goal in mind so that you can eventually get to where you want to be living a life that allows you to work on the things that you're passionate about on a daily basis. Now, that's my story. There are a few more things kind of to it. I, I did jump the gun a little bit at one point, um, but I think for the sake of you know, for the sake of simplicity and, and the point that I'm trying to get across, we'll leave that part out for now because it, it really didn't deviate my plan too much. But uh, I'll, I'll get into the maybe the second half of what happened when I left the podcast job um, at, at some point. But for the sake of this conversation, I just want to give you kind of my bigger overarching mindset when it came to building the life that I wanted. Now, I want to get uh, another perspective on here because I found this really interesting article um, and they ask the question, so should you quit right now? And they give you a bunch of questions to basically ask yourself uh, before quitting. So I thought that would be really useful. So we'll do that in our For the People in the Back segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so you heard my story. I, I gave you kind of my own personal philosophy into how I moved into um, creating the life that I wanted and the steps that I took. Now, I found this article I wanted to share with you uh, from Productive Club, and they it's a really long article. I'm going to put the, the link to it in the show notes, but the part of, that I pulled was them creating a list of questions that you should ask yourself before quitting, right? And this is the part of their 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 post where they say, so... Should you quit right now? And then there's a, a list of kind of prompts of, of questions to ask yourself. So I'm going to read them off here. Now, the first one they ask is, do you have the skills? And they say, what are the key skills required for starting your business? If you are building a software product, do you have experience in programming. You do not need to have the coding skills of a ninja with which you build a software capable of scaling for a million users but you must have a fair amount of programming skills. So that's the example they give you. So do you honestly have these skills to go off and do what you're intending on doing? Are you there yet? You want to be a podcaster? Are you producing a high-quality show right now? Right? Are you already there that you're producing this? Do you already have a following? Are you ready... Is your, your podcast genuinely at the point where it's ready to be taken on by a gigantic company, you know, like the Spotify's or the iHearts of the world, right? That's a, a real question. That's self-awareness that you have to have. Are you at that point yet? These are things you have to ask yourself and, and be really honest. Are you at the point where you can truly make things happen? Are you there yet? Doesn't mean you're not going to get there, but before quitting your job, you should make sure that you are at the skill level needed to do what you're intending on a professional level. Now, number two, they ask, have you done the research? Do you know what kind of aspects cover the bare bones of the business you are aiming to start? If you intend to open a restaurant, you need to know how to handle inventory, supplies, wastage, restocking, order queuing, manpower handling, operations, and so on. If you haven't, you do not have to panic because none of that these involve rocket science. You do not even have to know all these areas in depth. But if you quit your job today to start your restaurant without knowing anything about any of these areas, you are being stupid. And I love how blunt they are about that. But, but that's the truth. Do, have you done the proper research on what you're actually trying to get into? It needs to be more than just an idea, right? It needs to be more than just a vision. That's where it starts. But then you also have to build backwards, right? You can't just live in the end game, right? The end goal in mind. Again, I'm going to use podcasting because what I do. You can't just say, I want to be a, a, you know, a professional podcaster that has a gigantic following. Great. Have you then built backwards? What are the steps that it's going to take to get there? Have you done the research? Do you know how much a successful podcaster makes? 
Do you know, you know, how many episodes you have to put out or how much ad revenue you need, how many listeners you need to, you know, generate a certain amount of income? What are the technical specs of, of producing high quality audio content? What are the types of shows that, you know, larger podcast companies are looking for right now? What are the top podcasts? You know, whatever it might be, you know, again, you have to do your research on the thing that you are pursuing before you go out there and make any decisions. Number three, they say, do you have the money? And in it, they say, quote, what I say, do you have the money? I mean, are you prepared to handle your monthly expenses? If you have a steady income and decide to take the plunge, you have to work out the finances. Going from a regular monthly income to no monthly income is not easy. With cash burning and no money landing into your bank account, you could panic. Therefore, make a fair assessment on when you could start making money from your business, right? So this is important, and I've talked about this as well. This is why I didn't jump ship when it came to, you know, leaving the breakfast club, even after I got the podcasting job. I knew that I would end up burning that money pretty quickly, the money I got from my podcast. And, you know, especially being a new homeowner, especially being somebody who's trying to start something, you know, as far as a business and create different things. I knew I needed a different sort of runway financially because I'd blown my savings on buying the property. That's why I got the remote full-time job. So you have to figure out what this looks like for you. How much money do you need a month, you know, in order to, to survive? And you need to have that saved away. And, and on top of that, you need to project when you can expect to realistically start making income from this, this passion that you're trying to do, right? Because you have to know that the savings you have, you're going to burn through it rather quickly. And actually, probably at a higher rate than your normal monthly expenses, because if you're starting something, there's also money you have to invest. If you're starting a podcast, you have to buy microphones, you have to buy equipment. You know, it's not that expensive these days. But again, depending on what you're trying to do, you have to understand there's an investment that happens to it. You know, whether it's making an LLC, if it's making a website, whatever it might be, all of that requires money, it requires capital. So you need to have enough money in the bank to front your business before it's making money. And then also have enough money to cover your monthly expenses. You know, that that is something, again, it's a part of the planning and preparing process. And it's, again, a part of the working backwards process. Don't put yourself in a position where you're scared about being able to pay the rent next month. That's not going to help you produce your best work. You have to take the financials into consideration. That's why at one point, like I said, I was working an entire year to save up in a certain amount of money that I knew would get me by for a particular period of time, right? That's, that's what you have to think of. Again, the longer term vision of it all. It's not about making rash decisions. Do you have enough money to survive while you are building this business out? Enough money to, you know, comfortably survive, I should say, and to handle your shit. Now, number four on this list, they say, have you spoken to others in the domain? You might have a great idea, but you need to learn from the experience of others in the domain. Most entrepreneurs are more than happy to share their mistakes so that you avoid making the same mistakes again. Find the right time to talk to fellow entrepreneurs and learn from them. Do your research again. Pick the brain of people who are doing this for a living. And if you can't talk to them personally, ingest every piece of content that you possibly can uh, from them talking about how they made their business and what it's like on a daily basis. Again, research and planning. All right. You, you have to be calculating the moves that you're making. You have to put in the legwork, the sweat equity into figuring out how to actually make this work. It is not, again, about a rash decision. It's a calculated move to quit your job. And all of this is a part of that. Now, 
Number five, they ask, are you prepared for emergencies? Do not simply calculate the expenses for a month and multiply it by the number of months you need to generate revenue. Unexpected things happen all the time. Your car might break down. You might fall sick. A hurricane might hit the street. And I love this part as well. Beyond your monthly expenses, beyond your cost of building your business, you want to have an extra cushion. Shit happens, right? Like I fucking... The first few months of of owning this property, we got hit by a like once in a lifetime hurricane in New Jersey. And my entire basement was flooded where I had my water heater, you know, the, the boiler, all these different things. And that all had to be replaced. The storefront that I was making income off of um, got all messed up and I had to pay to have it fixed up so that the tattoo shop could open up as quickly as possible. I had insurance, but I had to front the money because insurance takes months and months to pay out, right? Again, you have to be in the mindset of planning for anything and everything, right? Like if your car gets a fucking flat tire, you know, you or your your car breaks down, you have to take it to the shop, like that shouldn't be something that ruins your entire, you know, plan. Like you should be prepared for those things, you know. And of course, we can only plan but so much, but do your best to think of of, you know, the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. This is life we're talking about. It's always going to throw shit at you and you have to be prepared for it. You know, you can't again just be sitting here gassed up on the idea of being your own boss. You have to figure all of this other shit out beforehand so that you don't ruin your quality of life in in the pursuit of your dream, right? Now, number six, they say, do you have a plan B? What's the timeline? And they ask, do you have any milestones for your venture? You need to plan how long you persist with the idea. You must have an idea of what outcome you target from your venture. And I, I love this. I don't, I don't love the idea of like a plan B. I think you sometimes got to burn your ships, but I think you do have to have milestones. And then you have to be real, realistic about your milestones. Like do research and have actual statistical like analysis behind your milestone, like why this is a realistic milestone or something you can do. And that's, that's something you need to have along the way because it's how you track your progress. It's how you know if you're actually you know, uh, getting closer towards your your bigger goal or if you're just kind of spinning your wheels. And again, for me, when I first started planning this, I was going to save up enough money so that I had a year of runway. And I was giving myself a year to be creative and to figure it out. And the idea was, if I can't figure it out in that time period and I basically run out of money, I will then go back out and, and find another job. But again, it's giving yourself some sort of timeline um, of knowing this is how long I'm going to be pursuing this job, this idea, this passion. And and when this end date comes, if I'm not where I need to be, I'm going to be open towards exploring my other possibilities, be it going back into the workforce, um, be it you know getting a part-time job or adjusting the business idea, whatever it might be. You have to have certain milestones that you can check off so you know you are on track for your ultimate goal. And uh, let me see. And a couple more things they have on here. They, they say, don't go for the venture only for the money. And it, they say, I am not someone who considers chasing money as a bad habit. Monetary targets are a part of my goals. You can target monetary numbers as goals. However, if money is the whole and sole target, you will lose your determination in the path. The more money you earn, the bigger the number you chase. And, and I, they're, they're talking about two different concepts here um, that I, I, I want to break down real quick. A, you can't just start a business or in, go after an idea 
for the sake of money, just because you think it's going to make you a lot of money. This is something I saw firsthand from my father, who always wanted to be his own boss, but never actually took the time to dial in what he was passionate about. He always just looked at businesses that made money. He wanted to open a restaurant because he heard it made a lot of money. He wanted to do this because he heard they made a lot of money. And he did eventually one day go out and start a business, start a trucking company. But my dad is somebody who hated local driving in general. So the idea that, that he would start a company where literally part of his job is driving is, is ironic to me. But again, he was chasing money. And it didn't last for but so long for a number of reasons. But mainly because his pain tolerance wasn't that high because he wasn't genuinely passionate about this thing, right? So during the times where financially it got tough, where employees quit and he had to find somebody else and, and he's out there on the road and, and, and you know just trying to make it work, his pain tolerance, his pain threshold was low because he didn't actually give a fuck about this outside of the money. And, and that's what they're speaking about. You know, if you're genuinely passionate about something, you're going to take a lot more lumps and bruises than you would for something that you're, you're just casually invested in. And to find success, you're going to take a lot of lumps, a lot of bruises. So it has to be something that you're genuinely passionate about that you can look past all of those tough moments and, and, you know, uh, push past. Uh, man, just being in, in survival mode, right? Because you, you love what you do so much that you know at the end of the day, it's all going to be worth it. And the other thing they talk about is if money is your ultimate goal, it's going to be a never-ending chase, a never-ending pursuit. And this is what bothers me about the modern day like motivational hustle culture and, and you know people teaching you to be an entrepreneur. It's like we're all so focused on the fucking money part of it that we forget about the happiness part. And the reason we all want money is so we can lead a happy life that has freedom and gives us autonomy over our time and our, our choices that we make, right? And a peace of mind. But when you become obsessed with just the money part, you keep moving the goalpost, right? You keep obsessing. Okay, I want to make a million dollars. Then you make a million dollars. Like, oh no, I want to make five now. That'll make me happy. And you make five. It's like, you know what? I really need to make 10 and then I'm going to be happy. And guess what? That endless pursuit, that like bloodthirst for money, you're have, you end up having blinders on and you end up sacrificing all the other parts of life just for this one thing. And I say that as somebody who, the one, one year I made the most money I'd ever made in my entire life and I was completely miserable because I was working at the breakfast club five days a week. I was working overnights uh, at another radio station in New York. So I was doing like 12 hour shifts from midnight till 12 noon. Um, and then on top of that, I was driving to Connecticut uh, two hours every day to be on the radio from 3 to 7 p.m. And then I was DJing on the weekends, uh, Friday, Saturdays, and sometimes actually even Thursdays, right? So I, I literally had Sundays to myself, if that. Sometimes I would DJ a brunch on the Sunday. So I was working every single day. I had no social life. I was physically exhausted. I felt like shit. I looked crazy. And I made the most money I'd ever made at that point. And I was miserable. And when I ended that year and started the next one, I told myself, I don't give a fuck about trying to make that much money again, I want to find balance and make myself happy. And that has been an ongoing struggle, but it's something I learned in 2021 when I had the remote podcasting job and I was doing all the other things and my life fell out of balance once again. You know, this is something you have to, to keep in mind that, that money will only sort of poison your, your focus and will take you out of the present moment, right? Your goals should be to be comfortable. 
your goal should be to be fulfilled, to be, you know, participating in your passion on a daily basis, to be surrounded by people that you love, to be surrounded by the things that you love. And, and that is success in itself. The money is just a tool to, to help you exist in a world that obviously we need money to pay for food and to keep a, you know, shelter over our heads. And it doesn't mean that you have to just be getting by. But once you get to a place where you're comfortable and, and you know, you have a peace of mind, money should be, you know, out of the forefront of your head. Of course, again, you still need it, but it doesn't have to be the focus. Your passion, your happiness is the focus. And, and again, the money is a tool to keep helping you live in that space, right? In that space of fulfillment. Now, they also talk about don't wait for the perfect time. Most of the people who have an idea and want to start a business sometimes have a predetermined future time, which they believe is the right time. So you hear yourself saying, quote, I will start my business when I am 40 years old, or I will start working out next month, or I will start a project midweek. If you do, then you are one of them. And yeah, there is no perfect time. You're never going to be completely comfortable making a gigantic leap like this. Again, all you could do is plan and prepare and make it a calculated risk. But again, the key word there is risk. It's always going to be a risk. It's never going to be a sure thing. And you have to be okay with that. You have to find peace in that. And again, a part of that being a risk means that it's never going to be perfect and there will never be a perfect time for you to do it, right? So if you've done your due diligence, you've planned, you've prepared, you've saved, that's about as perfect of a time as you can possibly hope for. Anything else, and you're just spinning your wheels and you're just giving yourself an excuse to not go after what you actually want. And the last thing they say on this is, consider what you miss due to action. Most people consider the risk associated with quitting their job and going down the path of their own venture. But they fail to consider the consequences of not taking any action and accepting their current circumstances. And I love this. We talk a lot about the risks of quitting your job, what it means for you financially, what it means for your peace of mind, your family, you know, your livelihood. All real, real things to consider. But on the flip side of it, what does it mean for you and your quality of life if you never actually try to do what actually makes you happy? What does your life look like if you wake up every morning and go to a job that you absolutely hate? Right? What are you sacrificing? You're sacrificing years of your life, your precious moments here on this earth spent 40 hours plus a week doing something that makes you miserable, that doesn't make you happy, that leaves you feeling unfulfilled. What kind of quality of life is that? Sure, the checks keep rolling in and you may have a beautiful house. You have a couple cars in the driveway. Maybe you have a nice suit in the closet. But none of that matters if you're feeling empty inside, if you're feeling unfulfilled, if you don't have passion, if you are dreading Mondays. What does any of that monetary success mean? If you're feeling burnt out, if your life is out of balance, if you don't have control over how you spend your day, again, what does any of that materialistic existence really mean? I can tell you personally, the fact that 
I look forward to Mondays has completely changed my life. And granted, there are certain times where like, I could probably use a couple more days off. But majority of the time, I am fucking ecstatic to wake up on a Monday and get back to work, to get back into my studio, to hop on my, my weekly call with, with, uh, with my partner, Brenda. I'm fucking ecstatic about that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to implement ideas that have been stewing in my head. I can't wait to open up the notes app on my iPhone and like, you know, start enacting some ideas that I came up with over the weekend. That's what life should be. It shouldn't be dreading your Monday through Friday and then just stumbling through the weekend and, and thinking that that's going to, you know, um, recharge you. It should be the other way around. The majority of your life, your days, how you spend them, the people you're with, they should be recharging you. They should be energizing you. And then every once in a while, you're going to have those days where you feel drained, those events that take something out of you, those moments where you're solving a problem that's just kicking your ass. But that shouldn't be the majority of your life. We have it all kinds of fucked up here. We genuinely think you're supposed to struggle through the majority of your week and then try and make the most of the two days that you have to yourself. It should be the complete opposite. Enjoying the majority of your days and then you have your one or two days that kick your ass every once in a while or one or two moments a day, whatever it might be, right? But the majority of your time, again, should be spent in fulfillment and, and energized by what you're doing. And if you continue staying at your safe, cushy job that you don't enjoy, you are sacrificing your own consistent happiness. That's what you have to consider when you don't take action on what you want in this life. All right. Now, shout out to Productive Club uh, for that article. It goes into a lot more detail. Like it's it's a, basically a fucking thesis um, on how to quit your job and fulfill your dream. So I'll put that, that link in the, the show notes. Uh, no acid getting go today. We're running a bit long, but we'll, we'll quickly tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusions Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Time for conclusion soon. Mm. All right, so I'm going to keep it short. Because I know I, I dove into a lot with my story. That article was kind of long too. But I, I really want to just give you the full fucking picture of what it means to quit your job. And if you are miserable, you hate your job. Yes, I do think you should quit your job. Doesn't mean tomorrow. But uh, the, the overarching idea of, of, I think, what I want you to take away from this is think about what you are sacrificing by not pursuing the thing that you, you know, you're passionate about. You're sacrificing your quality of life, your happiness, your fulfillment. And quite honestly, the people around you are not getting the best version of yourself because there's no way that you could possibly show up exactly how you want to if you are not energized by the things that you do on a daily basis. And again, this is not easy. This is not a one size fits all for you. My path was incredibly long to get here. Years, you know, uh, towards building a, a life right now, I can finally say I'm self-employed. And I may have to adjust at some point. I may have to, you know, uh, go back in the workforce. I don't really know, right? Life is, is unexpected. Nothing is permanent. That's, that's a part of life. But I know for me right now, I'm enjoying the highest quality of life I've ever had in my entire existence, right? And that's enough for me to, to say this was worth it. And I will continue to chase it for, uh, you know, a, a, as long as I'm here on this earth. So make a plan. Like build from, from the, the end all the way back to the start. What is your bigger goal? And then what are all the steps it takes to get there? And again, I think understanding from my story, understanding that you're going to be leveling up along the way. It doesn't just happen in one shot. It is addition by subtraction, little by little, right? You make one move and, and, and to, to free yourself up a little bit, just like I did by finding a full-time job that was remote. And then when I got too busy for that, I subtracted that out of my life, right? But again, it's step-by-step -step patience as much as you possibly can. It was hard for me, but patience. Little by little, you will get to where you want to be. It's not going to be an overnight thing. But to get there, to get to where you want to be, you have to first start taking all of the necessary little steps. Give yourself some time to plan. How much money do you need? How much money do you need to start your business? How much money should you put away for emergencies, right? How long will it take you to save all of that up, right? Am I going to completely quit? Am I going to try and find another job to hold me over for the, the time being? A part-time job, right? Maybe a remote job. You know, what works for you? Are you building an actual business that you can project when you might have some sort of earnings? Or are you chasing a creative project where, you know, the earning potential is, is not necessarily going to be guaranteed by a certain date? So you need to put other sort of safety nets and buffers in place so that financially you're going to be secure while you are, are building up your creative project. Like whatever makes sense for you but plan it out and, and then take a calculated risk. But again, keyword there, risk. It is always going to be a risk. There's no guarantee. And at the end of the day, 
if you take this risk and you planned it out and you did all your due diligence, everything you could, and it doesn't work and you have to go back to the workforce, so what? At least you got to go and chase after the thing that you wanted in this life. You got to live out your passion for a time period. And, and now, this doesn't mean it's the end of your story. That, that failure is actually a lesson, right? Because now while you maybe had to go back to another job, you can then backtrack and say, okay, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? What didn't I prepare for? What was I not in the right headspace for? And you can then figure that out, right? Because you have a certain time period, a certain track record of you actually trying this one thing. And then once you figure out what that issue is, you again, you make a plan, you make a grander vision, you, you start backwards, figure out what all the steps are going to be, and then you take that leap once again. And you keep doing that until you eventually get to where you want to be, right? Again, every failure is a lesson. And, and when you quit your job once, doesn't mean you can never go back into the workforce. So get that out of your head, get that fear out of your mind. You know, forget about what people are going to say when they tell you, I told you so. This is your life, right? And you should be able to pursue your life as you see fit. And uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there because I know I threw a lot of shit at you and, um, and I, I don't want to keep harping on, on, on the same exact thing, but a lot of things to consider. And I, I genuinely think, again, my story is not going to be yours. Not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur, but some of you right now, who enjoy the schedule of a nine to five and enjoy that consistency are working a job you hate because you think you have no other option or you're scared to, to move on to something else. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or a creative to you know, learn from this methodology. If you hate your current job, go out and find a new one. Find another one that will make you happy. And that's okay. That's your path. We all have different paths within this, right? We all have different wants and different needs, different things that make us happy. Like this is all about finding fulfillment, finding happiness and, and creating a life for yourself where you don't dread the very place that you have to spend the majority of your time at. That's the bigger picture. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Just be the book, just be NYC, where you can pick that up. Uh, all about cultivating presence, which is, is something that we're lacking when we work jobs that we fucking hate. Uh, Street Stoic, the whole entire first season is up right now wherever you find podcasts so you can go binge that. And um, yeah, that's it for now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling energized by this fucking conversation. I'm proud of myself for, for the work that I've put in uh, when I think back on my story. And I literally, I just want this for, for everybody, honestly. Like this feeling of loving the weekdays and like, you know, the weekend is great, but it doesn't feel any different than my normal weekday. Um, because I love what I do. Like, that's what I want for everybody. I feel like we all should be living in that mindset, you know? Um, but yeah, that's it. Thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate you. I'll catch you on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. So then stay safe. I'll talk soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Dura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Professional wrestling like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.